Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show by talking tennis. South Africa's only tennis analyst that I know, Bruce Davidson, joins us on the line. Bruce, good evening from us. Thank you for taking our call on SAFM. Nice to be on the show, Tabisa. Thank you. Thank you. Can we finally talk tennis now without the drama? (laughs) Has this been a busy week? Oh, my word. And the drama hasn't finished. I can promise you now, the drama hasn't finished. We're going to have plenty more coming in the next 48 hours. But what did you make of the drama surrounding Novak Djokovic? I know you had an interview on SABC, but our volume was low. I couldn't hear what you were saying, but I did see you on TV. I mean, this is a mess for Djokovic. I mean, I was actually giving him the benefit of the doubt. I thought the judge had given him the benefit of the doubt. The judge uh, ruled that he could leave the deportation hotel, that the visa would be reinstated. But now, all of a sudden, he comes out of the statement admitting that he'd made some mistakes in his application because he knew that this was going to be found out. And that's why the border officials were so strict, because there were definite mistakes. He had traveled in the last 14 days. He said he didn't. Spain has now confirmed that he has. There is going to be a full uh, report sent from the immigration officials in Spain through to the the Ministry of Inland Affairs in Australia. That's why there's such a delay in deciding whether he should go home or not. The draw had to continue Hmm. because all the other players need to know who they're going to play because their final uh, three days of practice all depend on who they're playing. And if uh, Djokovic is sent home, which I think personally is going to be sent home in the 11th hour, then his place will be taken by a lucky loser, uh, the, the highest strength in the final round qualifying. Yeah, and, and, and if he stays and he plays, then will he play like somebody who has something to prove? Absolutely. I mean, you know Djokovic. Djokovic yeah, he loves if, I go to, if I go to war, he, he comes with me because he's just going to you know, do what 100 soldiers can't do. But the problem is he's fighting hard to play because mm. if he does get deported, the rules in Australia say that he cannot, unless he accepts the deportation straight up, he gets banned from Australia for a year. If he fights it, he gets banned for three years. He cannot afford to not play another Australian Open. So this is a, a very serious situation. And I think the next 48 hours, I wouldn't like to be Djokovic going to bed every night because um, he must be sweating more than he can sweat on the court because the Australians are ruthless the way they operate, and they've now got a point to prove. So they're looking for everything. The mere fact that they've involved the Spanish government at the highest level um, just blows my mind. And that's why the Prime Minister only 10 minutes ago made an announcement before. In the early hours of the morning, I mean, even a crazy time to make an announcement that uh, there's a announcement going to be made imminent wow. by uh, Minister Hawke on this issue. So if he doesn't play, does it open it up for Daniel Medvedev then, who's been tipped by many as probably the closest challenger? Can he go one step further this year? I, I, I think it's going to open it up for Rafael Nadal. Oh, no! I, on, really? I, honestly, yeah, they're in the same half of the draw. Mm, I don't mm, think mm. that they hoped that they would be. They'll play in the semi-finals. Nadal just won uh, last week in Melbourne, a warm-up tournament, which was an absolute surprise to mm. everybody because we know he's been off for a while. But if you watch that match, he played like a seasoned master. And he definitely wants to go for this record 21st Grand Slam. I mean, Rafael Nadal is now, all of a sudden, the bookies are saying uh, the hot favorite to win the title. And Medvedev is always going to be dangerous. Tabisa, you and I know Mm -hmm. that he plays an incredible game on hard court. Three years ago in the U.S. Open, he had the best hard court run of any player in the history of the game. 
um, and he is desperate to to add to his U.S. Open uh, crown a few more Grand Slams, and it's long been awaiting. But the Djokovic saga is going to, if if he does get picked out of Australia, is going to lift the spirits of a lot of potential winners, and it's going to become an, an, a very very interesting tournament. Yeah, With Djokovic in the draw, he must be the favourite. He's put those couple of days that he was in the importation hotel behind him. He's been practicing ultra hard, and oh. he's just that absolute war horse, and he'll go out there, as you said, blazing, trying to prove a point. Okay, but Nadal could face Zverev in the quarters, right? According to the draw. Oh, yes, he could, but I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, and then he could even play Lloyd Harris, but Lloyd oh, Harris yeah. has got to play Zverev around before. Around three. But you see, I think Nadal's playing a, a good enough game to get him through to the semifinals. Oh. I mean, Zverev is going to be tough. But if you watch the way Nadal was playing, he certainly got the game that can get him through to the semifinals. So it's going to be an interesting one. Um, and uh, uh, but you know, it, it, it is a very very tough tournament. Mm. I mean, the, the the person that's actually got probably the nicest draw is Djokovic. Yeah. He's only got Gael Monfils. Sure, he's talented, and he's got Matteo Bettini in the quarterfinals. But he hasn't got anything dangerous like Nadal has got, for instance. And uh, Medvedev and the boys down at the bottom half of the draw. Okay. So it's going to be a, a very interesting. And I, and I, and I, and I reiterate what I said. The next 48 hours is going to be crucial for this draw. You mentioned Lloyd Harris. He is seated 30th for this tournament. How big is that? Does it, did it also help him in the draw then? It, it definitely uh, gives him confidence. He's ranked 32 in the world. There's only two players missing in the top 20 playing in the tournament. So there's 18 of the top 20 playing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big tournament. Um, and, 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 and for Lloyd to be her, uh, you know, seeded number 30 is a, is a confidence booster. It does give him the, the better part of the draw. Draw is not easy. I mean, he's, got, he's, he's drawn a, a wild card, an Australian wild card, Alexandra Bukic. Yeah. Now, this kid can play tennis. He's a really good tennis player. And Lloyd is going to have to pull out all the stops to beat him. And you must just remember, to be so Lloyd has just come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. He's had COVID. And he couldn't play in that first tournament in Australia because of that. He came into the second one and he lost to the South Korean number one in the first round. So let's hope he's ready to beat this young Australian who's going to have all the crowd behind him. I know we say this every tournament. The ladies, uh, the ladies' draw always looks wide open. Ash Party starting as favourite, home crowd behind her. Um, how do you see her performing? There's also Naomi Osaka who's back to defend the title. She seems to love it in Australia. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm favouring Ashley Barty. Ashley won the warm-up tournament last weekend. She's uh, she's over that jinx of playing in front of her home crowd. She's looking very confident. In fact, Barty and Osaka have landed in the top section of the Australian draw of the women's singles. So that's could easy. It's a possible round of 16 clash between uh, these two uh, Grand Slam champions. Um, so that's not an easy one for Ashley because Naomi Osaka has also got quite a lot to prove. Uh, but the top half of the draw is very loaded. And um, I think the, the one that comes through there probably is going to have the best shot at winning the title. I'm still saying um, Ashley Barty. But uh, at the bottom of the draw, I'm, I'm not going to discount. I, funny enough, the one player, and I'm just going to put this on record now, watch this girl from Spain, Garbin Muguruza, ah. this year in Melbourne. I've just got a crazy feeling about her. And the other one I'm liking is Simona Halep who has slipped down the rankings, knows how to win Grand Slams, and won the warm-up tournament last week. These warm-up tournaments are a very good indicator of form. 
So those are the ones that I'm going to put on the top. But, but at first round match, definitely, we've got to keep each other away for that one because it's all funny out is the, the U.S. Open champion uh, playing against uh, Raducanu, playing yeah. against Sloane Stevens. What a blockbuster opening match that's going to be. Okay, interesting. You mentioned Kabin Mukuruta. Then she's been in the final in 2020, I think it was, when she reached the final. Let's look out for her. Okay, Bruce, we're going to have to park it there, but maybe we'll catch up again on Monday or tomorrow if anything happens in this Djokovic matter. Absolute pleasure. Keep your eye on the ball, Tabitha. Thanks. You too, Bruce. Always eye on the ball. South Africa's only tennis analyst, Bruce Davidson. You can also follow him on social media. He is there. We're going to have to leave it there because of time. 4-1, it finished to Cameroon against Ethiopia at AFCON.